Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News, where a nation awaits the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin. That could come down any day now, any hour. Uh, But why we're waiting for that, we've been doing some reporting. We've been working with some great members of Congress, some great law enforcement officials to help you see how illegal aliens under the Biden administration get trafficked to the interior of the country where they have no lawful right to be. The law says you can't enter this country without the proper permission, without the proper documentation. And yet there is a mass operation enabled, in some cases funded, by the Biden administration. And today we're going to take you to a chain segment of that. The NGOs, the nonprofit groups that are in the middle of taking an illegal alien once they're granted or let into the country because the Biden administration is not enforcing the law. And then they move them. And and tomorrow we're going to make public adjust the news an extraordinary package that one nonprofit group gave to one illegal alien that was intercepted through a whistleblower and given to Congressman Lance Gooden of the great state of Texas. He's going to join us tomorrow to talk about this, but we're going to walk you through what's in this packet, including including a get out of security screening for TSA. Basically, there's a letter that the nonprofit working with the Biden administration gives the illegal alien that says, hey, This person probably doesn't have the right documentation to meet the current post 9-11 identification rules, but let them on the plane anyways. Give them a good search and then let them on the plane. That's all included in this remarkable package. Uh, We're going to be writing about it tomorrow. And today we're going to get you an early head start because you're John Solomon Reports podcast listeners. You're going to get an early scoop on what's in this package, what's going on. And we're going to talk to Mark Morgan, somebody that knows about this better than anything the former acting commissioner of the Customs and Border Patrol Agency, one of the true experts on immigration, one of the strongest voices. Keep in mind, he served President Obama and President Trump. He's one of the strongest voices crying out against the open border and the enormous, enormous dangers that it is creating. We're going to have Mark Morgan on for a while, and then we're going to take you back to a family that we first introduced you to last week. Somebody, this is a family that has given so much They have had a wounded warrior. They have 
gone through all the pain and suffering and triumph of overcoming the egregious wounds. And they have found a way in the midst of their own tragedy, in the midst of their own personal consequences, to give back to their community. And so some of that we talked about last week on the Veteran Special was a crafting project that was made possible by the great folks at Annie's Kit Club. They got this family into quilting. The Wounded Warrior fell in love with that quilting and now makes quilts for other Wounded Warriors, for other veterans in need. And uh, the, obviously the wife plays a big role, but the daughter, their, their college-age daughter, has started a podcast to help other military children dealing with this crisis understand how to best go about it, how to overcome some of the challenges. That podcast is taken off. We're going to bring you inside Young Gracie's effort to care and help and assist other families with Wounded Warriors, focusing on the children. If you're the child of a Wounded Warrior, you know what you went through, what your family went through. Gracie is trying to help those extraordinary other family members now going through it, using her experience, her 10-year experience, her adventure with her dad, recovering from a horrific IED bomb. And uh, we're going to have her on as a special treat. Just one more reminder how amazing our military families are, how dedicated they are. They find a way to keep serving and giving this country, even when struck by the pain and suffering of something like an IED attack. That is the resilient, incredible spirit of our fighting armed forces, the men and women, the families. And and believe me, when one member of a family enlists in the U.S. military, the whole family enlists in service because the child, the wife, the brother, the sister, the mother, the father, they all inherit some of the burden of what our warriors face on the front lines with the horrific scars of war, injuries, emotional, mental. It is a whole family service. And if you haven't been the child of of a warrior, you don't maybe fully appreciate it. But young Gracie is there to give us. And so one more time, Daniel and Jeanette Burgess, the family we first introduced you to last week, they're going to give us one more gift on this podcast today in the form of their beautiful daughter, Gracie. Gracie Burgess is going to talk about her podcast, Grace of a Military Child. Grace of a Military Child. Go check it out. What a powerful show today. Mark Morgan, Gracie Burgess here back to back and an exclusive story that you only get because you're a Just the News reader and a John Solomon Reports podcast listener. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. First up, when we come back, Mark Morgan, the former chief of the Customs and Border Patrol, a real expert on immigration to talk about the package of documents that we got from Congressman Gooden, his great work through a whistleblower showing how nonprofits facilitate the movement of illegal aliens from border facilities to the interior of our country, where they often disappear. They fall into the fabric and we don't see them again. Coming up right after this commercial break. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor 
with the wisdom of experience in our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, one of my favorite interviews. Mark Morgan has been one of the true experts on the border. He has served multiple presidents, most recently as the acting commissioner of the uh, uh, CPB, or CBB, I said that wrong, uh, and uh, has a, a long life of law enforcement, really understands what's right and wrong about our border. And he always brings a lot of wisdom here. So join me in welcoming Mark right now. Mark, great to have you on the show. John, thanks for having me. As always, I appreciate it. Well, we have been working with Congressman Lance Gooden. He is a Texas congressman, and he's been able to get from a whistleblower a package that basically shows how the nonprofits, the NGOs that work with the Biden administration, are moving uh, illegal aliens into the interior of the country. And I, I shared it with you, and I just want to get your early reaction to what you see there. It probably doesn't surprise you. You've known this has been going on, but what's your first take on what you see in this package? Yeah, John, I think so. I, I think one, one, there's a couple important things. One, it, it absolutely puts to bed and confirms what we have known, been saying, suspected for a very long time. So I, I'm absolutely, um, you know, very, very happy that, that, that the congressman has continued to push hard as he has for a long time and he got this information. But look, at, at the end of the day, we've been saying this since day one of this administration took over that yep. this is a exactly what's been going on they've been doing under the cloak of darkness and they've been lying to the american people about what they're doing and the extent of the problem yeah it, it really is and i'll tell you there's one thing that jumped out at me as we started to do the reporting and there is a, there's a nonprofit that's working clearly with the biden administration they may or may not be getting funding but they're clearly in sync with them and they write a letter to the tsa saying dear tsa this person may not have the right identity identification to get on an airline like you and I would be required to get an airline. So please cut them some slack and let them get on the airplane with the whatever ID they have. What does that say to you about our security posture when, when we leave that sort of flexibility there? Look, this, this should scare, anyone listening right now, John, should 
scare them legitimately. This is not hyperbole. You and I have talked before about the vetting. I yes. mean, they, they say that the, uh, the illegal aliens are being vetted. That's a joke. There is no way that, that aliens from 150 different countries, 1.7 million, most of the last 10 months, that they're actually able to properly vet them to know for sure who these individuals are. We know that they're dropping their IDs on, on the banks of Mexico to come across and say, oh, I don't have any ID. So it'll make it easier for them to get across. And yeah. CSA is using this very obscure policy and rule that, that actually allows them to, to, uh, uh, for these individuals to board without an ID. So think about it. We do not know definitively who these individuals that are actually boarding planes going to every state in this country. If that is not alarming, to every American citizen, that I, then I don't know what is. Yeah, no, you couldn't have said it any better. I mean, that really is. I was shocked. I didn't know that they were giving these letters and you can hand them out. And basically, it's a get out of jail pass and you can get on the airline. And it looks like every aspect of what really is human trafficking. At the end of the day, whether well-intentioned or not, these charities are moving people into the interior of the country who don't have a lawful right to be there. And you see that they make the reservations for them. They give them a map of how to get around the airport. The letter suggests that they even get an American escort if they want, if they need the help with English language or something. Uh, you and I can't even bring our family to the gate when we go away now. Uh, it, this almost looks like an underground railroad sort of operation, very systemic, systematic. Are you surprised how much how developed these uh, these NGOs are in, de- in helping people get into the interior of the country? No, because, look, they've been doing it for a long time. John, you couldn't have said it better. What, what I say, I, I, you know, I, I put it simply, is that the NGOs, they are absolutely assisting the smugglers and completing the final chain of the smuggling operation. Without the NGOs, the smugglers would not be as effective as they are. Someone illegally enters, they're released by the border patrol to local communities because they're forced to, and the NGOs take over from there. The NGOs are uh, the Catholic charities. They are funded very well through donations, sometimes very large companies, right. and they're also subsidized by the federal government. That, that illegal alien is dropped off, and you're right. The NGOs take over from there. They, get, they give them anything they want. They give them a cash credit card. They give them free plane tickets anywhere they want. They absolutely assist them with TSA, with the boarding, as you suggested, and they make sure that they are actually flown to anywhere they want to in this country, their final destination, to complete the final leg of the smuggling operation. That is absolutely what the NGOs are doing. Wittingly, unwittingly, look, they've been doing it for a long time. In my opinion, John, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. This is a very well-developed plan. In fact, I, I don't think my travel agency gives me this good a uh, package when I go on my vacation. So, Tom, that's exactly right. Look, I, I've been to the border multiple times in the last 10 months. I've seen it. I've been to McCall Airport, for example, right. early in the morning, where the majority of individuals actually early morning flight were all illegal aliens. They all have the same exact packet free plane tickets in their hand. Many of them, like you said, ha- had, had interpreters, and uh, many of them actually pre-boarded the plane before American citizens did. Again, a packet uh, that, that explains exactly what they need to do, exactly where they're going, all funded by donations and taxpayers. Yeah, it's just 
amazing thing. And you look, they, the, this particular package involves an illegal alien who came in uh, through the San Diego area, looks like in Baja or in that area there. Uh, they're put up at a Four Points Sheraton Hotel. That's a pretty nice gig to get. And then they have a United Airlines flight re- reservation for them, the uh, reservation number. It's literally like getting, like you were getting cruise tickets and going on a vacation. Uh, the only thing that's a little different is that you do get a notice to appear. And in this case, the, the illegal alien comes in in California, but they're being shipped to Louisiana and the Homeland Security Department said, no problem, we'll, we'll set you up to have your first check-in in Louisiana. So the, 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 the uh, Homeland Security Department is literally facilitating the location where they're about to move. Does that surprise you that Homeland is setting up the destination knowing that this person came in in California, but guess what? They get to go to Louisiana because that's where the NGO is taking them. Yeah, they, they, they know about it. They, they just turn their heads. So they know that they illegally enter. Border Patrol releases the community, and DHS washes their hands. They don't. They don't test them. They don't vaccinate them, and they have no idea where they're going. It's all done by the NGOs. Look, and and but but DHS fully knows this. And you talk about the hotels. You're right. Along the southwest border, there there are again these NGOs are buying up hotel rooms and some very nice hotel rooms, and that's where these illegal aliens are staying. Again. Being uh, uh, charged to to, to donations and again the subsidies from the federal government. government, They come in, yeah, that's exactly right. They 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 immediately get to go to a nice hotel. They're fed all they want, a new clothing, medical attention, whatever they want, and to include, they ask the alien, "Where do you want to go?" They ask the alien this, John, and the alien says, "I want to go to Louisiana. I want to go to Montana. No problem." Here's your free plane tickets. We'll arrange everything. We get you onto the plane. Otherwise, no American citizen will be able to get on a plane with ID. But we'll fix it, and we'll get you your final destination. That's happening every single day. It's happening right now as we speak. It is remarkable. It just is remarkable. It looks like they were given a, an AstraZeneca shot. Uh, they're sent in the country. Basically, everything that they could possibly want is provided in this packet, even though they've unlawfully crossed the border. It just is extraordinary. What is the solution? I mean, obviously, Biden's going to keep this going. Are there any avenues of legal attack that you haven't seen made yet that maybe could slow yes. this down? Yes. Look, look state of Texas, and, and I, I, I want to do this accurately because I, I completely applaud the state of Texas. Both the, the, the Attorney General Paxton has done an incredible yep. job. Governor Abbott has done an incredible, incredible job. He's leading the pack. There's been a few other governors. Governor DeSantis, uh, Missouri has stepped in. But, but Texas is by far leading with respect to specific actions to at least do something to try to secure the border and stem the flow of illegal immigration. But, John, it's not enough. Look, until you have effective consequences, and those consequences are removal, until you start removing illegal aliens with fraudulent and fake asylum claims rather than releasing them to the interior United States, it's not going to stop. And it's just common sense. If, if somebody knows they can illegally enter, there's no consequences, and they're going to be released, and then they're going to be prevented from being deported right now with all the restrictions, of course they're going to keep coming. So right now, look, there, there's some, some discussions about Article 1, Section 10, uh, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution when it comes to invasion, which would give states uh, act, the actual ability to do more, to actually remove illegal aliens from the country uh, rather than uh, only leaving that up to the federal government at this point. Wow, that could be really interesting. And we just had um, Ken Paxton on the show last uh, about a week ago, maybe 10 days ago, and he, he was looking at this. I mean, is there any way 
to punish or to put the NGOs, the nonprofits, on uh, alert. Because obviously, without them, this this trafficking, this movement of aliens becomes a lot harder for the U.S. government. Um, has anyone thought about do they have do they have the protection of the U.S. government extended to them, or is there some open avenue, public pressure, political pressure, or legal pressure that can be uh, exacted against them? I, I think it's, it's all of the above, but legally you have to be very careful, right? Uh, because you're going to have to show, uh, obviously beyond a reasonable doubt, that the NGOs are actually communicating directly with the smugglers and actually helping to facilitate the illegal uh, entry uh, of, of a migrant into the country. That's going to be hard to do versus they're just sitting back and saying, hey, look, we're not causing this. We're not part of it. We're just providing humanitarian assistance, right. knowing full well that they are part of the challenge. But I do think there's some public pressure and political pressure uh, with that, that can be applied that says, look, you are part of the problem. You should be out there communicating. Why, is it, why, is, why aren't the Catholic charities, John, reaching out there and getting billboards and saying not to come? Because hundreds and hundreds of migrants have died making the journey. I mean, how many more images do we need to see of a child? How many more images do we need to see of, of dead migrants that have drowned in the Rio Grande or died of exposure in the open-air desert environment in the southwest border? I mean, we could go on and on, talk about the tragedy. What about the Darien Gap? We, the reports of, of, of countless migrants dying. What about where are the charities going to step up and say the most effective thing we can to reduce the tragedy is to stop illegal immigration rather than help facilitate it yeah and that's one of the funny things the people who and i'm sure a lot of them feel they're doing good right they're trying to do something right here they're actually by encouraging people to come this route they're two there's two possibilities right they're, they're putting them in danger getting here and then when they get here because they have no real support system beyond the ngo giving a few dollars and transferring to where they want they're very vulnerable to drug gangs regular gangs uh human trafficking sex trafficking John, you're yeah, John, you're, you're, that's so right, and we don't talk enough about it. No, we John, don't. You know this subject very well. You know, they're, they're trafficking, too. We say a lot of the victims that, that are being smuggled, they're being trafficked at the same time. They just don't know it until they're released into the United States. You, you know, you're right. The, the, the young adults that come here under minors, uh, under the minor program, look, they don't speak the language. They're uneducated, unskilled, have no familiar connection here. They make great opportunities for recruitment for gangs. We see it year after year after year. I work gangs in Southern California. It's an absolute fact. And then let's talk about the exploitation on the way up here. Non-government organizations have yeah. said up to 30% of young women and children are abused. Border Patrol agents could tell you countless examples of where they've interviewed a 12, 14-year-old girl that was raped multiple times coming up here. And that's why I say the most inhumane thing that this country could do is have open border policies for illegal immigration. It just increases that tragedy that you cannot take back. You cannot no, you undo a migrant that died. You can't undo a, a young woman that was raped multiple times. The best way you could do is prevent it to stop it, and that is to secure our borders and stem the flow of illegal immigration. Yeah, such an important thing, Mark. It's why you ran the agency so effectively and why we had such a drop in illegal immigration when you were in charge with President Trump's policies. And now we've got you know probably 2 million illegals that are going to get in the country this year alone. It's um, Really, really something. Well, Mark, we're going to keep on this one. We're going to keep, uh, uh, we want to be talking to airline pilots, everyone that we know, because there's a lot of people in this chain of trafficking that we want to get their story from. But I want to thank you for helping us make so much sense of this today. You bet, John. Anytime. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank you very much. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got a special treat. We're going to take you inside a special military family. You're going to want to miss this story. 
Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody whose family I just got to meet last week, and they are such a remarkable family, the Burgess family. Uh, every one of them has done something to help our country. Uh, their dad, of course, Daniel, was one of those wounded warriors we talked about on our Veterans Day podcast. He is now giving back to other wounded warriors through the quilting work he does. Obviously, his wife, Jeanette, is doing so much as a, a, the wife of a wounded warrior. But I bet you didn't know last week when we were talking that we were going to bring in their daughter, Gracie, who on her own started a podcast designed to help children of military families, particularly those that are dealing with grievous wounds. Joining me right now from college, I believe it is, is Gracie Burgess. Gracie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. 
much for having me. Your family is an inspiration because, you know, some people get hit with the extraordinary uh, devastation that your dad and uh, did and your whole family and they close up, right? They just, ah, we got to get through this. Your family somehow had the capacity to keep giving, even in the midst of your own crisis, even in the midst of your own pain and suffering. Each one of you has found a way to... Um, to really give back and, and help other families that may be going through what, what your family did. Tell us just how your life changed back in November 2000. It was a decade ago, I guess this month, that your dad was wounded. How did your life change at that point? Yeah, so I guess it was a complete 180. You know, we had ideas and we had visions of where we were going and what we were doing next. You know, it was thought of ours that we were going to wait this deployment out. Dad was going to come back home. We were going to try to get to Florida and, you know, do military things in Florida. That way, I, again, was so young, so I don't know exactly what the story is behind that was, but we were going to try and get to Florida. You know, we had these plans. Um, One of the big things was before my dad deployed, we took a Disney trip as a family. It was our first trip. Um, And we took that in September of 2010. And then the when they told us that he was going to be deploying um they said once dad gets back we're going to take another trip to disney to more or less celebrate that and then you know of course things change plans change we didn't expect this dramatic of a change to happen and to take place but you know it took place and we had to figure it out we had to work through it and you know, we, we still did end up taking that Disney trip, but like we didn't get to go to Florida right after he came back. We, you know, we had to make a stop in Texas for a couple of years. So things right. change, plans change. And, you know, being uh, I was nine years old at the time. So being nine oh. years old, it's not it's not an easy change, especially when I didn't live anywhere with Cleveland. Illinois. So I was kind of used to my same schools, the same friends things like that. And so when it's like, oh, well, you get to move to Texas now. And it's like, I have to make new friends. I have to go to a new school. I have to live in a new house. You know, so things like that, it's kind of like that complete 180 of where do I go to next? Yeah, no, it is. And it's um, your life gets turned upside down and you really have no control over it. I mean, you you right. have to uh, ride the circumstances and obviously you control your own behavior and your own destiny, but, but the events that led to it are just things out of your control. Was part of that experience uh, the inspiration for you starting this incredible uh, podcast, which is Grace of a Military Child. Folks, if you haven't listened to it, Gracie started this in April. It is amazing. I listened to a couple of episodes. I love it. I want to get your firsthand account. Why did you start this podcast? Yeah, so um, back in March, uh, my mom was actually the one who said, you should do this podcast, you should, you know, focus on military kids, getting their stories, sharing their stories, because there's not a platform for military kids to share their stories, really. You know, I always say the service members are always the first ones recognized, which they deserve. Right. But the spouses come next, and the kids come next next to a service member is a family who serves too. And so the spouses are finally starting to get some sort of recognition, but there was still nothing for the kids. There's, there's nothing for the kids. So when my mom was like, you should do this podcast, focus it on military kids, allow them a space to get their stories out. My first answer was no. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Got enough. Um, I'm going to college. That's enough. 
<laughs> right. So I said no. And then my sister and I were running errands that night. And I was explaining to her, you know, what mom said. And she was like, you should do it. She's like, you can call it Grace of the Military Child. It plays off of your name a little bit. I'll right. draw you a logo when we get home. So she does um, most of my digital design. And so she drew me a logo that night. And I was like, well, I guess we're doing this. So <laughs> we started it. My dad and I spent like two weeks trying to research microphones and research how to start a podcast and audio <laughs> editing and all of that stuff because we had no clue. We were so clueless. But yeah, we just, it kind of started from there. And I got a lot of my friends on board to do it at first to, you know, be my first guests and share their story. And then, you know, from there, some people will reach out to me from friends of friends and just starting to get these stories out of military kids. It's, it's so impressive. And you've only been going since April. You're already in the top 10% global rank of podcasts. That is an amazing accomplishment. You're on iTunes, you're in all the right places. But what I love is that each episode, you personify another family, another kid, someone who just like you uh, went through the things that you, you went through. And, and I think the combination of your experience with that other person, it creates such an amazing listening uh, experience, and I, I wonder what what sort of feedback, what sort of interaction are you getting as you as you uh, you're on what about three dozen um, episodes already? I think you're you're really getting along. What what reaction are you getting from military families across the country? Yeah, so I haven't met a family that's not supportive yet, which is kind of crazy. Like you said, I've done over three dozen, getting to about thirty five episodes. I think that airs this week. Um, and so I've got tons of episodes out and, you know, I've recorded tons of other ones. So it's like, you know, we've gotten a lot of listeners off of it and we've right. gotten a lot of people on the podcast. So it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, there's not been someone who's not supportive of it yet. And, you know, I get a lot from some people on Instagram who say, you know, this is something that I could have used when I was growing up. This is something like uh, just creating the connection between military kids and other military kids instead of military kids and families. And not that that's bad, but it's different when you're in the shoes of a military kid. If you weren't a military kid, like you don't, you're not going to understand the life that we've lived as much as if you were a military kid. Yeah, it's such a true thing. I mean, everyone knows the phenomenon. We call it military brats, whatever you call it. But the, I love the, the, the introduction or your uh, your teaser on your podcast. Military children are insanely unique. I love that because it is true. Yeah. Those who grew up in a military family have uh, an experience unlike others in the moving, the the uh, the risks that mom and dad take as, as members of the military. It adds to an experience that unless you're in it, you can't really fully appreciate it. And I think even if you're in a non-military family and you're listening to this podcast, it gives you an appreciation for what is uh, actually that life is like and the sacrifices. You, you mentioned it, everyone's a warrior when you're in a military family. Everybody shoulders a certain burden and we forget that, right? Now, you said spouses mm-hmm. are getting a little more attention now, but kids shoulder a lot of burden too. What's been your favorite moment? Do you have a, a moment when you look back at the podcast, you say, ah, God, that's when I knew I was meant to do this. I don't know if there's like a specific moment, but I will say through the years, it's hard to keep in touch. And even though I've had, I've only moved twice, it's still hard to keep in touch with people. And so 
uh, one thing that it has allowed is for me to, you know, reconnect with some of my old friends and be like, hey, do you want to do this? And like, we can catch up with each other. Like, it kind of breaks that barrier of, you know, we haven't seen each other in eight years. We haven't talked to each other in eight years. Like, you know, is it, are we still friends, you know, kind of thing. And so being able to reconnect with some of my old friends has been really nice. And to be able to learn more about their stories, you know, I know more or less surface level of their stories and what they've been through from, you know, the couple years we've both lived in Texas. But now learning more in depth about their story and things like that is really, is really cool. Yeah, no, it is such an amazing thing. And it's amazing how fast time can fly. I mean, that's one of the things when you're going to school and you're in college, that that clock is just twirling about in circles faster than we ever know. And you wake up one day and like, where did 10 years go? Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. Now you're balancing this with school and all the other things that you do as you're growing up. Yeah. You know, you're doing all the things that school requires. You've got all the things that young life requires. And yet you have this other mission. And I, I wonder now, as you've looked back, as you grow older now, what are some of the most important messages that you can deliver to families who might be going through what you went through 10 years ago right now? What are some of the things that you can pass on to them as wisdom? It's not easy. It's not easy. There are days where, you know, it feels like everything in the world is going wrong. And there's days where it feels like everything in the world is going right. And you just have to kind of, I guess, go through those moments and uh, find something good in in the moment. And know that you're going to get past this. Know that, you know, just because my dad had his injuries, like he's still here and we got past you know, so many big things and days where it's like, right. is he going to make it? So once you get past those hard days, like you can look back and be like, I've gotten past those hard days. I can get past this, this little hard day of, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't do as well as on, on the quiz that I wanted to do. Maybe I didn't get as many listeners as I wanted. So, you know, there's just little inconveniences along the way, but looking back at it, it really doesn't play, make a difference and there's going to be more hard days to come, but you can get through those too. Yeah, such a good, important lesson. I'm a father of a special need child and I think every one of us, when you have a unique circumstance in your life, one of the best pieces of advice is right after my son was born, it's 30 years now, so it's been a long time, but there was a military family and their dad had been wounded and their child had been born with special needs probably about two months apart. Really a pretty wow. remarkable double blow for them and and by that time they were 10 years into it and they had everything under wraps again but they said something to me that's really stuck in the back of my head and as i listened to your podcast i I felt this coming through they said the greatest thing you can learn when you're in adversity when you have things that didn't turn out the way that is to remember to celebrate the little things that you might have forgotten to cherish might have forgotten to appreciate and that gets you through the hard days and as i listened to your podcast i listened to all these other great military kids that really came through it's really remarkable the message that you're you're delivering in these interviews what is next for this? I mean, now that you're, you're spreading that word, where, where do you go with this next? So my big goal first off is I want to hit 500 followers on Instagram. I've thought, I'm pretty sure I've got close to 400 right now. I don't have the exact numbers, right. but um, close to 400. I want to get to 500, hopefully by the end of 2021. And then I'm doing a huge giveaway off of that. Aww. And then my biggest goal is to have Shaquille O'Neal on the podcast. <laughs> Why him? Why Shaquille? So when I was in Texas and I was in sixth grade, 
there was a day and they said, okay, everyone needs to go to the gym. And so we all went to the gym and it turns out they were actually retiring his jersey. Wow. So he, he was at the school and retired his jersey and he graduated from the school that I went to middle school at. How cool is that? Shaquille, if you're listening, you better join. You better get on this podcast. Yes. Get on there. <laughs> I started yes. as a sports writer, so I got to see Shaquille O'Neal play early in my journalism career. Really, really one of the great centers and basketball players of all time. Really a remarkable man. So that's a good yes. one to have on. Good sure. guest. Yes, there are so many celebrities out there, and I would love to have these celebrities who you know, we see their lives portrayed on the screen or on social media or whatever it may be, but, you know, they're military kids too. And, you know, just because they're famous doesn't mean they're, you know, less of a military child than someone else's. And they've lived through some insane struggles and accomplishments being a military child. And, you know, I think that deserves to get out there too. It does indeed. And thankfully, you're helping do that. That's really amazing. Gracie, congratulations on your uh, podcast. Folks, I'm going to tweet out today a link so you can sign up today to Gracie's Great Podcast. It is a must listen whether you're a military family member or not. So much to learn, so much to appreciate, so much wisdom shared by, by this really wonderful family that is the Burgess family. Gracie, congratulations. And let's keep in touch with us. Let us know how this podcast is going. We're very excited to see its success. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Mark Morgan for coming in and helping us understand this document. Thank you to Congressman Gooden for helping us get a hold of these documents and do some real reporting. We're going to give you a story tomorrow. Go to Just the News. Dot com tomorrow and we'll have an extraordinary story on these documents but you got a little glimpse an early glimpse thanks to the reaction of mark morgan a really great friend of the show and a very important voice in the border security debate and if you haven't had a chance if you were inspired like i was by the extraordinary grace of gracie burgess go subscribe to her podcast on apple or on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts she's everywhere grace of a military child what an incredible project the daughter of a wounded warrior she takes the painful experience of her family and she now helps other children who are facing such tragedy facing such challenge to understand that they've got a community and there's a path to surviving this as a family member as a child remember children often can be overwhelmed by things that adults are overwhelmed by gracie has opened up an entire window 
for this country, to the children of our great fighting men and women, the wounded warriors. What a great public service she's doing. She didn't crawl up into a ball and say, I cry, uncle, I've had enough pain in my life, I'm done. She found a way to keep serving, and that podcast is, I will tell you, a great podcast. It is a public service. Go listen to it. Go subscribe to it. If you got a kid, have them subscribe to it. Gracie does something very, very special. She's already 30 episodes into her podcasting career. What an amazing woman. I'm so glad we could have her on. All right, folks, that wraps it up for the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a new edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, may God bless you. May God bless this extraordinary country, the United States of America, as he always has. You have been listening to the John Solomon Reports podcast from justthenews.com. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.